Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a series on a podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife Lacey and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. Hi, Lacey. Hello. We're doing an NPR style tonight. Sounds nice. My name's Nathan. And I'm Lacey. Hi, Lacey. Hello. We're so glad that you could join us. Stop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Make it end. Uh, hello. Can you not say hello anymore? They got it. We all, we all, we felt welcomed. We feel welcome. We're good. Good. We're good. <laughs> I thought you had an opener. I told you I was slow today. You know what I always think of when I'm, um, when we start this is that bit from Binky and the Brain. Or Pinky in the Brain. Pinky in the Brain. Yeah, Pinky in the Brain. How? What are we talking about today? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, no brain. What are we going to do today? Take over the world, Pinky. Yeah, that's what I always think of. Yeah. Um, no, I was actually, earlier I was talking to you because I was thinking about my brother-in-law who um, directed uh, a movie mm-hmm. um, years ago. And it was a one shot over in... Um, uh, West, more westernly Texas, <laughs> more west. But anyway, I was thinking of a story about how is all this hassle of renting this crane and trying to get it for the yep. shop because they had these cars lined up. They're starting this race. But anyway, it was this big thing to get this crane. And I was just thinking about how obsolete cranes have become in a lot of different productions because of the use of um, drones. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and how accessible drones make just photog- different photography and, um, like, those kind of shots for right. different things and how you can buy a semi-decent drone for not that much money and <laughs> accomplish all this stuff, right? Yeah. So, um, so but but that kind of, like, I, we talk about that a lot because we, we used to own a media company and we're fairly right. interested in media well, stuff. Like, I was telling you about the the opening scene to The Passion of the Christ. They had this huge crane shot that a guy was in a crane and as they lowered it, they had to open the crane up so that he can walk down a ramp. So it's one continuous shot from over the forest down into they like hook him up to like like Peter Pan on like like flyers or how'd they do it? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying is he was up on a crane, like within a in a basket on a crane. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then like once they came down and then they had to open the door for the the box, he walked down this ramp and then did the close up to Jesus. But it was like all of that now is obsolete with right. a, a drone. I mean It can be. I mean I yeah. still probably they still use cranes for a lot, but Anyway, like in your other, you know, your productions that aren't these multi-million dollar yeah. productions, you have other options now. Yeah, but th- what's crazy now is sometimes, depending on where the shot is at, if you're doing a drone, you have to get a uh, license to, Yes. what does it do? Yeah, there's there. licensing yeah. now because it is an aircraft. And I'll tell you what, I will tell you why, because um, just uh, a few weeks ago, when and I think I already told you about this, but I was at the park with the girls. We were um, we have a homeschool group. We meet there 
once a week, and we were there hanging out, just talking with our kids, and all of a sudden, this drone flies over this building (laughs) and kind of calms down and kind of sits over us and just hovers there. And then it goes up a little bit more, and it kind of does this for a few minutes. Meanwhile, I I am like going to next level in right. angriness because I'm I'm just I know you don't come hover over me with a drone <laughs> and then like hover and then it was going over the kids seemingly over where the yeah. kids are and doing that and you, a lot of times now with those drones they're hooked up directly online yeah and um you don't you don't know who's Watching, watching, or, or what this is for, or what they're right. trying to scope out, and you know, to <laughs> me, it's no different than some guy taking a long lens to the park and sitting oh, there yeah. giggling yeah. as he takes pictures of my kids. <laughs> like, I don't know. And so all the all the moms are kind of just watching it, and um, I just get up and follow it because I'm like, it has yeah. to land, it has to go home at some point, you know. Right. So I end up following it, and this other guy's. He was working on the building um, directly behind us, and he's he was following it, too, because he wanted to know. And so found this poor sap in a truck that was taking pictures for the roofing company that had just finished the roof. Right. And he obviously was not thinking as he's getting these pictures, like he's on task, you know, getting them. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man— on it, there is a park with kids playing, and if you're taking pictures like that, yeah. you need to walk over to us and say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing," right. and and right. at least we know, like you make yourself know. And the other guy was asking him if he's licensed, if he has what he needs, because you there's a lot of problems nowadays with dro- right. drones doing that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I. <laughs> I I don't know. I think it's it's an interesting subject because it really is a privacy issue. You know, right. I yeah. have a eating dinner and have a drone come down and you're. I mean, that's so sci-fi, but. Anyway. Um. Oh, this has been yeah. I like I yeah we like Lacey said we like to talk about movies and. Whenever we're watching a movie and we see a shot, we'll, we'll try to figure out how they got it. Sometimes. Yeah, we'll always pause and like figure, try to figure it out. Anyways. We were really exciting, really exciting so movie exciting. nights at the Steels. <laughs> we actually were really, um, I grew up, my family always had popcorn, and that was a big snack. We we watch a movie, so we'd pause the movie and go make popcorn, or we'd pause the movie and go to the bathroom. We just grew up pausing yeah, the movie. Yeah. So Nathan and I do it now, and my brother-in-law would. Which I hated it at first. Yeah, we yeah. got you into it, and yeah. then he was like, he apparently hated it. And we just go on about how much he hated it. But then, so the other, I was keeping that in mind a few weeks ago when we were watching a movie. It must have been longer than that. Yeah. But we were sitting there watching movies, keeping in mind, I really wanted popcorn. I'm like, no, I will for him. I won't stop it. And then <laughs> he's like, I kind of want popcorn. Are you going to make popcorn? So we got him turned to the dark side as well. <laughs> <laughs> the pausing. <laughs> so what are we going to be talking about today for real? Because you for seem reason. really on track. Like, I'm just trying. I am being a little bit more shoot the breezy. And I, you're kind of you're well, kind of like giddy over there. I No, no, no. Here's the thing is I can shoot the breeze. Like, I can, can talk you? about whatever. But also, my I'm... I don't know why it is with you. Like with when I'm interviewing people, I feel like I can do a good job of like talking about something and then like curving it around into our discussion, you know, and we can ask questions. I think it's whenever you and I talk, there's no real leader. Like you and I are just like shooting the breeze. So it's 
I'm like, wait, where is she going to want to go? Or where am I going? You want to see me connect drones to studying the Bible? I would I would love to. I, and I bet you our audience would love to hear you connect. Well, I already did with the passion. Well, let me do my way. Okay, go. So as with Jones, you get this overview shot, and it really, you know, a lot of people love to use it for real estate and getting a good overview of their property. And, you know, as we look at things in our life that give us an overview and allow us to see the direction that our, you know, just a, a big picture the Bible is perfect for that. You know, and a lot of times we look at the Bible and we see these big picture things, but there's more nuance and intimacy that the Lord wants to reveal as well. I know what our next what? podcast is going to be. Five minute the, um, object, object preaching, preaching. <laughs> which I don't know. This might be a Bible school thing. It's probably 100% a Bible school 100% thing. 100% it's a Bible school thing. I don't know. Did you guys do this at your university? No. So at Bible school, you'd hand somebody like a... a <laughs> object and then you'd yeah. say preach on this and I'm not gonna lie I'm pretty good at it You're awesome. <laughs> Nathan struggles a bit no I'm better now are you? Yeah. I don't feel like you're amazing. I can do f- amazing. I mean you could do it you could do a sermon it's just not interesting. Okay that's <laughs> that's hurtful. Okay circle us back around do it. Hmm? Do it. Circle so us today, back around. <laughs> in this episode, we're going to be talking about Bible study. How to study your Bible. Like, what is... You you have this book of... This library of books, of 66 books and letters and writings. And how do you... Especially if you're new to this, how do you... Where do you start? Where do you start digging in? Where do you begin reading? Or maybe you're... You know, we're 30 years into it, you know? And it's like, how do you study the Bible again afresh? Like, what are ways that we can get into? Or I know there's the personality types that are not studious, right? And they want to know more. They want more out of the word. But it it is definitely either not, they don't have hours and hours every day or whatever the reason is. And I think more than this being academic, I'm thinking, we're like Mm. workshopping right now, more than this being an academic conversation, I'm more thinking practical and ways in our life that, you know... Like, what what do we do? Yeah, yeah, I mean, not just what we do, what we've been taught, what's worked, what's different seasons of our life with the, the, the Word, because, you know, study... I mean, I think we can look at the Word as, like, man, I gotta... I gotta study it. I gotta get it... Mm-hmm. I gotta get it... Um, I gotta get more information. Right, right. And I think that when you look at that approach, you'll always come up short. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never get enough information. You'll never learn enough. Yeah. Um, and so really kind of almost that approach to the word, what that what that should look like. You're right. So the studious side, I remember in my hermeneutics class, the study of uh, studying the Bible. <laughs> Um, in my hermeneutics class, the teacher I had, what ended up happening is several students dropped out and it ended up just being me and the teacher. And it was my favorite class. I thought I, that was Greek and Hebrew. I don't think that was. No, I never took Greek and Hebrew. Oh, okay. No, it was the hermeneutics class oh, how, okay. and how to write common, like commentary mm-hmm. and everything. Well, it ended up just being me and the teacher. And it's the teacher was. He was my favorite teacher one-on-one by far. He did a fantastic job. When it got into more of a classroom setting, he got less favorite. 
but one-on-one, he was incredible. And I remember, so like you would come to class knowing the passage that you'd be reading. We were going through Mark at the time. Um, and essentially by the end of the class, you were writing your own commentary on Mark. And I remember at the end of the class, you know, I had, after studying, after asking questions, after having this back and forth with the teacher, by the end of the class, I had written my own commentary on, it was like three chapters of Mark. And I remember coming back my fourth year, I believe it was, um, and hearing other years, he was he was using my commentary of Mark as the example of, of wow. what to do. And it's so I funny. was like, it was like one of those moments where I'm like, oh, I did it right. Like, <laughs> I did a good job. So it was really neat. Well, um, and educationally, yeah. you really, really responded well to that one on one type format. Yeah. yeah, that was. That was your happy place. Because I was, for sure. I mean, I would, in in more of our bigger classes, twenty students, I would, one hundred percent fall asleep in the back. It just like, I'm not academic. I'm not studious unless it is a subject I'm interested in, and then I'll get every book and mm-hmm. read every book on on that subject. So that's more my style. Is I usually have to have a subject that I'm interested in before I dig into the word, if you will. And there was one one of the subjects I remember I probably spent a year on uh, just the manuscripts, the documents, the original documents of the of the Bible and studying you Yeah, know, you had the inerrancy, yeah. the yeah. the almost the um timeline yeah. of how the Bible came to be. That was a real obsession for you. Yep. You had that was like yeah that was a oh it's a long that was like long a year study, long study. yeah I also another subject that I I really enjoy is uh, the subject of like original sin or sin nature I think I spent long time on that a decade on that about so, ten years uh, I have a fun idea yeah every time <clears throat> we use a Christianism a Christian easy. Ooh. term or phrase we get 10 points so digging into the word or pulling out my sword or <laughs> i'm never gonna say something, pulling like, out my sword. <laughs> something like that well ding 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 and then you get we should have 10. a bell you get, you get 10 points okay so. but like did, did i say digging in digging I, in. I don't remember it was just on my mind because there's so many of them oh there's like, so many yeah Use um, your weapon. Okay, so I told arm you, yourself. What? Okay, <laughs> I already. So I said a little bit. Do you want to share? Like, I do. I do. In general, my favorite is stu- subject matters. I'll dig into a subject. I'll do a deep dive <laughs> ding, into. Ding. How, how about I'll do a deep dive into a subject? That's the. Why don't Why don't you start by sharing kind of your um. How you approach the Bible? Okay. From a young age until now, kind of what did that journey look like for you? And how did it, how did that approach change, remain the same? What did that look like for you? I view the Bible as basic instructions before leaving (laughs) Oh, ding, 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 ding. Oh, Mega Bell. Mega (laughs) Bell. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you got Mega (laughs) Bell on that one. (laughs) If you don't understand, it's B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions. It's a good one, yeah. Um... No. So early on, I would say uh, I remember in childhood, 
Uh, I don't remember reading the Bible. I do remember having... Uh, no, that's no, that's not true. I do remember having a picture Bible, like a comic Bible, like a comic book Bible. Um, old school. It was like... It was, it was fat. I loved it. I still love it. Um, so I remember... Which, um, just a plug, if yeah. you have a kid who is really into graphic... Um, novels or yeah. has struggles with reading. There is a really good Bible um, called the Action Bible, yep. and that is in that's for like uh, younger teens, uh, preteens, and such. And that has those. We could even go younger than that if you have yeah. a kid really into that. But that's one that we've really liked in our family because we have a kid who's not a very strong reader, and that so that's allowed them to be able to enjoy the Bible without being able to really read it per yeah. se. So um, just kind of a plug for that. But you, so you had a Bible similar to that to the actual yeah. Bible. Well, and I was gonna say the um, we do have several children's Bibles in our bookshelf. If, oh, okay. If so if you want to, is yeah. that one in there? Um, that one's not actually in there. I think. How did you leave out the action <laughs> Bible? That's such a good one. I, you know what? A couple of years ago, Lacey bought me the Lego Bible. Okay, that's, that's a little different. <laughs> that's I love it though. <laughs> you love that one. I still one? love it because it combines two of my favorite things: Legos and, and the, Bible. the Bible. Okay, so back um, on track. Sorry. Yeah, um, I was just checking the resource page. Yeah, we do have that on our bookshelf. We have several. Perfect. Kids. Yep. Um, so early on, I do remember reading the Action Bible, and I think I was reading it more for story. Uh, the Action Bible is, or actually, it wasn't. And I might. It was not the Action Bible. It was the like predecessor to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, might, as we're talking, I just might throw out a, yeah. a Bible or recommendation. You That's don't great. have to. You don't have to reference everybody back to the resource page. But or check it every to. time if you want to. You can <laughs> if go to you the don't want to do that, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. Okay. Um, and so I read it more story based, story by story. My mom would give me verses, uh, help encourage me with verses. Then, and I'm a, I was a horrible reader, uh, been a horrible reader, and I honestly don't remember reading the Bible in, like, high school, even though didn't I was your, in... Didn't your parents use the Bible as punishment to, like, go write out some scriptures yeah, so and if, stuff? Like if, if we you... lied, we would have to we'd have to study out why lying was bad. What did that look like as a kid? The study uh, for a kid? You, you just would... look up some scriptures and write them down? Yeah, basically. Okay. Learned how to use the concordance. I bet you did. Um, the... And then, yeah, in high school, it was funny because I was one of our youth leaders, and I don't remember reading the Bible in really at all. Um, I was a horrible reader. Here's what's interesting. I was a horrible reader all through elementary, junior high, high school. I was in some of the uh, reading classes that you'd have to – I'm trying to, like it – was, it was a – yeah, I can't remember the – the read it, the reading. Well, I mean, I mean, that makes a lot so, of sense to me, just with uh, all the struggles you had in yeah. your growing up years. There was a lot of in and out of school and yeah. in and out of education, yeah. and so that makes sense. And you're just, your personality is one that really you didn't even start reading regularly books until you were in your early 20s. Well, no, so that's what I was going to say. Right. Is, so <laughs> once I'd made the decision to go to Bible school, um, kind of deviate from what I was originally wanting to do. Um, at Bible school, I it, it uh, the only other thing I could chalk it up to is a miracle in that part of it was required reading, but I got so interested in studying. Mm -hmm. um, more than just like reading through, like 
studying it. And some of my, to this day, some of my favorite books are nonfiction, like fact books. Um, I'm not a novel person. I'm not a nonfiction fiction person. I'm not a fiction person. Um, and I think God had done something in me to get me interested in mm -hmm. reading. Um, and so reading was not my favorite thing. The, some of the great things available today, especially if you're not a reader, is there's so many free audiobooks um, available. Or audio Bibles. Or audio, yeah, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. audio Bibles um, available for free online. Um, and so those are fantastic. Um, sometimes I'll even listen to, there's several styles of audio Bibles. Some of them are like acted out. Uh, so the they'll dramatized. have like, yeah, dramatized. Thank you. Which is so funny yeah. because you know how your phone Bluetooth tooth connects to your car when you get in it? Yeah. Well, it always Bluetooth connects the Bible, like some random verse and like in numbers in your car. Yeah. So we get into the car with your phone and it's always like, and the Lord spake. And it's. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the, it's the dramatized one. I know it's the dramatized but, yeah. one, but it's always like, who's, who's plays God in that one? Or who's the narrator? It's uh, like, yeah, it's Samuel like Samuel L. Jackson or something. <laughs> no, it's not Samuel. They don't use him in that, do they? Yeah, he's in one of them. Are you sure? I think he might be the Old Testament one. No, it's not Samuel L. Jackson. You're, you're definitely off. Are you thinking like Morgan Freeman? Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, that's a big difference. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, we've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos. And all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com slash support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I did, in high school, if I did read it, it was essentially to find a topic that I was struggling with and read a positive verse on that topic. Um, and so I, I, I went to it more as like a fortune cookie, more as a... Uh, I would say, like, it sounds dumb, but yeah, instruction. Like, here's problem X, solve for X. Okay, I'm going to find a verse. That's Y. Um, and so it was no nothing relational. Nothing relational at How, all. What is your personal thoughts about using the Bible to, like, as a discipline tool in your family? Your own opinions on that. You know... I think it depends, man, I, I think it depends. I honestly never, man, I, I know kids who had it used as a discipline tool and it completely turned them off from reading it. But for me, it's, it's like it, I could take it or leave it. It didn't really. You don't, you don't really have an opinion. It's, well, no, I was going to say maybe. Depending on the child. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
because it's like I, I have good friends who are no longer they would no longer call themselves Christians because because it was used as such a and it was used in my home as a discipline and uh, I would kind say kind of a negative thing. Yeah. And we talked about that during our cultish uh, podcast that or podcast ep- uh, episode um, that my dad my dad used it more as a, a manipulative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think a lot of parents were taught to do that at that time. I don't think your parents were alone at all. Oh, that was no, a no, big no, 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 not at all. It's the you know? it's the idea of you train up your child in the way he'll go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. No, that doesn't. That means like if you're using it in anger, then your kid's gonna learn to manipulate and use anger to get what they want. Like. Okay, you may be quoting Bible verses, but it's still done in anger. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Right. It's like you could quote a verse all day, but if you're not living, living it, it out, yeah. your kid's going to know that. Exactly. I mean, kids are really smart. Um, so, I don't know, babe. I think that I think that's a hard one, and I think you have to be led by the Spirit because I think there's sometimes when your kids are doing something that referencing the Bible is a positive thing it can be a great thing right because no i agree with you no i just wanted your opinion on that um so the other the other thing is so i i didn't read it relationally growing up in high school whatever it was it was an instruction booklet um and then once i got into bible college i think a lot of it uh was done in obviously it's assignments i think i wanted honestly i wanted to read the Bible to teach, like to learn. I I was really interested in the stories of the Bible and learning the stories. So even in Bible school, I would still say it wasn't relational. It was a fact-finding venture for me. It, it, It was great. It was fun. I really enjoyed it, but it was more of an adventure. Like, ooh, what am I going to discover today, right? And so even in Bible school, and I would say that it wasn't until, man, I I would say from, from the time that I dealt with a lot of my foundational wounds and my foundational hurts back when I was growing up, uh, f- you know, resolving those with forgiveness and, and even my own addiction stuff. I would say from that that time, so probably around 2009, is that right, um, to today, that my growth in being more relational in my Bible reading um, has been growing. Hmm. Uh, and so, and it's it's always a, it is a temptation if I'm struggling to just go find a passage rather than be consistent in my Bible reading to, to where, like a, a great quote I've heard is, you know, you, you don't remember what you had to eat last week, but it nourished you then. And I think learning that, you know, Bible reading or Bible study or just the habit being, and practice of, yeah, yeah, the habit and practice of being intentional in 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 reading the bible is is nourishing even if i'm not like currently like oh man this blew my mind you know right. that it's it is a intentional habit that you do have to build and it just like going to the gym mm-hmm. right 
uh, day after day. It's you don't see those changes until weeks, months later. Right. Like you don't have to have life shaking revelation. Every single day. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, basically what you're saying is that it's not a requirement. No. You know, just being intentional, being habitual in that um, reading benefits you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How about you? Like, what was your journey of reading the Bible? Well, you know, and it's so funny because um, I, I still feel like it's in... It's in flux sometimes. And to be completely honest with you, um, I think that, okay, I'll start out. In my home growing up, um, the Bible was valued, definitely. We didn't do family devotions or anything like that, or we weren't encouraged to do devotions as kids. I had a lot of friends and families Mm -hmm. that they did family devotions together, but my parents never did that. Um, But the word was valued in our house. Yeah. Um, My parents definitely... Uh, would talk about scripture a lot. I was never punished with writing verses. My sister was. I think they, my parents were just trying whatever, like throwing anything up and seeing what happened, you know, what worked. But um, we sometimes, I really enjoyed actually for schoolwork though, we used uh, scripture for uh, dictation. So you'd like write it out and memorize it, repeat it back. And actually, I I really like that. I think that's a great way. You use that. You can do that with poetry too, but we use scripture a lot of times for that. Um, There wasn't any hard, fast requirement on us kids. I know my mom, now I know my mom was in the word a lot, um, but I didn't really see um, their devotional habits, like my parents' devotional habits. Yeah. so I, but we are in church, we are active, we are involved. I knew they loved the Lord. So when we, um, in devotion, that's a Christian, Christian term for ding. time. Yeah. Ding, ding. Time you spend away reading and praying. Yeah. So anyway, um, through high school, I kind of just went to my youth group, did my thing. I mean, I, and honestly, I was a good earlier on in elementary school, I was a good Bible driller. Okay. Because I'm competitive. So you know the Bible <laughs> drills, right? Like someone would shout out. Like, Bible drill. Ding. Revelation. Yeah, Bible drill. Revelation 1-1. One, one, and you have to find it and you pop up and you read it. Yeah. I love those, man. It's like the speed and the reading out loud. Oh. Yeah. Hold on. I have. A, I do have a story. Well, it's my turn to talk. I'm so sorry. I remembered a story in high school. Go ahead. Yes. So I, we were, I was in a debate class. I did horrible. Um, but I was in a debate class, and we were talking about the topic of abortion and why abortion's bad. Or I took the... I'm not I'm laughing bad. because I'm imagining you in a debate class. Yeah, horrible. It's so You don't talk. How could you be in a debate class? Um, I, I was. I did. Okay. Um, and so I... Uh, it was really funny because I took the side that abortion's bad. Person... We were... Not only were we assigned this, but we were legitimately arguing our right. personal That's views. a really hot topic one to bring up in high school. Yeah. And so my teacher was fantastic. Um, anyway, he had us, uh, all the men, sign up for uh, the draft or whatever the... Uh, Are you it? getting off to topic? No. He was a fantastic guy. Okay, Anyways, um, and I remember, so I, I, I did start off with a biblical foundation, but then I moved into just more of a scientific foundation and the girl asked me she she like her rebut to me using the bible was um you shouldn't 
quote something you've not read the entire book of or something like that. And I was like, my dad's a pastor. Trust me, I've read the Bible multiple times. <laughs> it was you like, feel so good. So oh, pious. Oh, so pious. I loved it. <laughs> and I was like, maybe you shouldn't assume other people's. Wow, look at your shiny yeah, I was, Oh, I was like, <laughs> me, me being forced to read the Bible came in. It's like Salty ran out of the corner and gave you a big high five and you guys danced around, you know, kind of. Salty a... was this hymn book, like kids show hymn book that would like do live action dancing. <laughs> For those of you I who... I see him there in your fantasy. <laughs> I love Salty. <laughs> Let me back this up. Just... Oh, there we go. Okay, go ahead. Yes, your story. I'm so sorry to interrupt. No, it's fine. So um, in high school, I still was really involved in different youth groupy things, yeah. um, but I didn't really, I don't know, I don't remember doing much with the Bible. I did <coughs> really enjoy, like, if we had a special speaker come to our oh, yeah. church, I enjoyed coming and listening to them. I know we had a guy that would come and speak a lot about um, Greek and uh, Latin mm. Words and interpretations and all that, and I really enjoyed him. I that I would I would definitely like take notes, cool. do all that. I mean, I was really good about taking notes and doing all that on Sundays, but just day to day, it was yeah. like I try, but nothing really felt. It was like you were talking about more like, and I didn't think I read it for solutions as much as I did. I already felt very right, so it was more <laughs> backing me up. Like, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got it. Um, I do remember a very specific. Um, time when I was dealing with immense fear um, every night. It was a really mm. weird season of my life, and I was having night terrors. And so I memorized a lot of scriptures on terror, like fear at that point, and I'd recite them because it was the only way I could get to sleep. But um, so around that that time, end of high school, is when I've given my testimony about this before, where the Lord really captured my heart. And I, for, for the first time, started to read the Bible to get to know the Lord. Yeah. And I think that was the approach that changed my life, is mm-hmm. that I didn't read the Bible anymore to, for information or answers. I read it to get to know the Lord and, um, and, and heard it as him talking to me yeah. like and you guys can debate the context stuff all that I get that I'm not unaware that there's context right. but that there is a very real and personal God that wants to talk to me right, right. and that he's going to use this Bible to, to do that to reveal himself he's going to yeah. communicate to me about who he is and um, that approach was life changing completely yeah. life changing you know <clears throat> yeah but, the last, it's interesting, the last four years, I've felt, I, I've relied heavily upon the Holy Spirit to minister to me as I read scripture. Mm-hmm. So what that, what's interesting about that is I think prior to that, what I would do, and like I said, this has been growing for the last decade or so, um, but especially the last four years, it's made Scripture come alive in a completely transformative way for me. And I started in this, it's funny, in starting this way where I would intentionally ask the Holy Spirit to speak to me, I was drawn to the minor prophets. And, it, and so I read the Minor Prophets 
as though they were speaking to me, as though right. I, I would anticipate that God had something, had something in them for you. me as I started reading. And it's so funny that I was drawn to the minor prophets. Yeah. We right? know what's really funny is that's <clears throat> the same. The minor prophets were the Lord first brought yeah. me when he when I I know. I mean, I don't think there's anything like super like, whoa, it's a formula. But um, that Guys, is funny. Guys, you should check out the Minor Prophets, though. <laughs> Not going to lie. He really used the Minor Prophets in my life in that way, too. I guess that comment you said about being ministered to by the Holy Spirit. Can you yeah. define really what that what it, that means? So what it means is um, a great. OK, a perfect example is I've been I've been struggling. It's so funny that I read this. I've personally been struggling with comparing myself to other people. I've been struggling with, uh, and I've, I've talked about this struggle, but analytics, you know, like comparison. Why, why are we not as successful or as popular as so-and-so? Um, and so I've, I've been really struggling with that, and especially comparing myself in the way of we've we've done these things out of faith. Like, God, we're actually following you, but then I'm comparing myself to people who maybe are in the middle of, like, failure and being removed out of ministry, right? There were mm-hmm. these really popular pastors or people. Crazy quotes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so, like, like compare myself. Like, God, why aren't you doing this? Well, and so then I get into, I start reading First Corinthians about a week ago, and the first section of first Corinthians is all about comparison one leader over another leader uh, comparing yourself and judging them judging yourself compared to them like like all about judgment and comparison and what I mean by ministering is I'm I'm struggling with this it's not like an everyday struggle, right? It's one of those like back burner things that every once in a while it gets pushed to the front burner. But I think a lot of it takes some sense of self-awareness for the Holy Spirit to minister to you. Like, because I, I could completely ignore that and be like, well, the Bible's not talking to me. Well, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> there's things that I'm well aware of that I'm struggling with and have invited the Holy Spirit to speak into them. Now, when I'm inviting the Holy Spirit to speak into them, you know, I, I, I might be journaling, God, I, I need your help here. God, what do I do here? God, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to show me in your character? What are you trying to reveal to me that I'm maybe not letting go of? And I, I've been repeating these prayers over and over and over again. And if I'm not looking for it, I can miss what the Holy Spirit has for me. Well, and I think, you know, I think that's really a key is um, approaching, approaching the Bible with expectation. Yeah. That God wants to talk to us and he has relevant, he has relevant revelation for us. Yeah. And, um, but I guess, I mean, here's the question is, how do you find that? Do you just, you know, do the good old flip open and put a finger on where you're going? Like, how did you end up in comparison that day? Is it because you knew that verse talked about comparison? No. Or so what was it? I've been going through um, the New Testament mm-hmm. uh, for Christmas. <laughs> you're sounding like that was like, are you familiar? No. <laughs> no, I was just thinking, like, for, for Christmas, you'd gotten me the Passion Translation. Mm-hmm. So I started off reading the Gospels. I got done with the Gospels, and I'm like, well, Acts, 
seems to be a carryover. I might as well read Acts as part of this. Um, really, I, I did ask God, where do you want me to start reading? And I knew the Gospels for sure. So then Acts is a natural carryover. And <clears throat> then I, I got done with Acts, and I'm like, all right, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? And honestly, he said, just continue through the New Testament. I'm like, oh, okay. So I read through Romans and read through 1 Corinthians. I just started 2 Corinthians today. But it's basically that. It's God has revealed a path for me right now. So I'm going to be going through right. the New Testament. Well, <laughs> that's it, my, that's what it is. I mean, before, and like I said, before it was studying out all of the minor prophets. And so for a season, I mean, it took me several years because there was a, a year in there of depression that I didn't read anything. <laughs> and so it took me several years to go through the minor prophets. Um, well, and okay, so I, I want to unpack this a little bit. I'm kind of okay. interviewing you a little bit in this because I think, you know, you hear about Bible study and you mm -hmm. think, man, um, here's tools and tricks and techniques mm -hmm. and, you know, hermeneutics and throw all the words out there. And I guess that's important and mm -hmm. we maybe will get into some of that stuff. But really the heart of what we want to get into is the attitude yeah. That we approach the word with the attitude that we well, and I, like we what we bring when we're going to read the Bible. Yeah, I want to say I, I want to maybe preface this discussion with when I I read the Bible when I'm doing my therapies. Uh, so in the morning, I have about a half hour to uh, an hour, depending on what medication am I on. I'm still yet to see you just do a half hour okay. treatment. 45 minutes to an hour, <laughs> depending on the hour antibiotic. and a half. Yeah. But I, and the machine. I have a set time that I have to. Be still. Be still. Kind of still. You're shaking, but you're kind of still. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm prefacing all of my answers with, I understand that I may be in a unique situation that I have. Time but I mean, aside. you're normal. You can blow off that time just like anybody else. If yeah, you for want like three to. days. You know? And then I'd no longer have that time. No, not the therapy time. I mean, you can, instead of reading the Bible, you can do use that time to do oh, other yeah, yeah, things yeah. if you yeah. want to. Sure. You know, like you have to be just as disciplined as you have to be more yeah. disciplined than it. You're actually more disciplined than anybody ever I've ever met because you have to do your treatments. Like there's no negotiation. Yeah. But what I mean in that is you still have to be intentional. Yeah. And with the time that I have. Right. And I and I think, you know, and if I'm being honest, I mean, just you and me, right, hun? Yeah. Nobody um, else is here. Just <laughs> you and me. It's I want to meet with God. I want to get the good feels. I want to get the revelation every day. I want to get that like, wow, yeah, I'm ready to run yeah. today, you know, um, metaphorically, always metaphorically with yeah, the running. If you want to run every day, that you're a different I'm and different, unique I've been person. A pod person has taken me, but um, but I guess I I I I don't feel it sometimes. I don't feel like it. I am tired, and so I don't want to put the energy. Or here's the other one: I don't know where to go, like where to read or where to discipline myself, and so it's easier just to not to read articles on my phone, and so. I I do spend time in the Word, but to have that um, 
real uh, structure. Mm-hmm. It had, the structure of it has just changed so much throughout my life. So like I talked about last week, or uh, I think it was the last podcast you and I did together, on um, when I had that time in my ministry school, oh, yeah. I had almost yeah. two hours a day yep. that I could study, I could pray, I could worship, I could just read books. Yeah. And I and that really built in me a longing for that because I love that time. Yeah. And so I do love my times in the morning, but there's this balance between being intentional, <clears throat> like being intentional and expecting the Lord to talk to you <clears throat> and wanting to even get in that headspace. Because it takes energy and effort. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out my soapbox real quick. Pull it out. And and stand for just a minute about social media. Oh, that's a huge killer. That's a huge um, killer. So in January, uh, all of this came out of, again, a desire for analytics to be important to other people. Um, and I, I, God asked me to give up social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Um, because in that, I mean, not just, yeah, just looking at it accessing it, right. posting, all of those. For me, it came out of a desire to be important to someone else, important to others. Right. And so as a result of that, you know, one of the things that I was doing, and you know, I was like, I'm doing this for the Lord, is I would post devotionals every day on Instagram. And, um, and you know, part of me is like, but this is part of my ministry. <laughs> this is what people support us for, you know. And very strongly, he's like, no, I want you to focus on me, not on other people. And so as a result of that, I, my, my therapy times in the morning almost, like, I, I, I felt guilty enough not to, like, watch a movie in the morning because I knew, but like. you kind of justified your devotional, writing the devotional. Yeah, like a, that's, yeah. my, that's, my, that's my devotional time, too. Right. Um. And what has given me it, it when we sacrifice things that we enjoy doing or find even as habits, when we sacrifice them intentionally for God, um, trying to think of it because it's it's not a works. I'm not advocating for a works thing. But when I sacrifice something that I know he's asking me to sacrifice, give up release to him for the intention of seeking him, seeking relationship with him. Um, it's almost the purpose of fasting. We mm. give up food, uh, not to diet, not to lose right. weight. We give up food for the express purpose of using that time to seek God's face. Right. And so in the mornings, and whenever you have time, you know, and, and maybe this is where my soapbox comes out is do you 
do you actually have more time than what you think if you were to get rid of the things that don't matter that much? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got rid of Facebook off my phone. It's like, yeah. wow, look at that. But still, if I yeah. want to, I can still blow time on my phone. Yeah. Because yeah. what I'm doing is, I, I think in my circumstance, I want to numb myself out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't want to be intentional with anything. I'm exhausted with thinking. And, guys, you got to be close to me in my life right now to know why. But I am just, my mind is constantly just being, like, ramrodded by a certain mm-hmm. 10-year-old. And so I... Hypothetically <laughs> Hypothetical 10-year-old. <laughs> no, she's very real. And she's very, very vocal. <laughs> but it's like, if I get a few minutes, it's like, I want... To not be deep, not be, yeah, uh, you know, like uh, reflective or, you know, I don't want to get too deep into anything either sometimes because I don't, I'm constantly getting barged in on, but, but yeah, your soapbox is right. right. You can, you can, you can distract yourself with whatever you want to distract yourself with. And you do have to be intentional about getting yeah. getting rid of that stuff. And I agree. And I also want to take it a step for, further that you can do all that. And that's really good to break habits. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, be honest with yourself. Are well, you are you really being intentional? Yeah. And, and there's this... There's this religion thing that comes in there, too. Like, some people have been trained, I have to have a devotional, or I have to read two chapters, or I have to read through the Bible in a year, or I have to read a chapter out of old and a chapter out of new. You know what I mean? Like, these methods. Yeah, there's a ton of Bible they, reading programs. They or, yeah. work great yeah. for a lot of people, and other times they just turn into religion. Yeah. And so um, there's an honesty in that, too, that are you doing this? for other motivation other than just to be with the Lord. I mean, that's kind of, that's where I'm at is I just want to spend time with the Lord. Like, yeah. One of the, um, so one of the things I remember very vividly, we were in, we were working for ministry, uh, traveling ministry, and it, it, we were supposed to have our devotion the whole time. Like you, like there was set aside time for that. Right. It, and thankfully I could do my therapy. It wasn't like I, I had to double up, like, do a therapy before your devotions, you know. Later was Would you even know how to read the Bible if you weren't shaking? <laughs> I'll tell you, it would be easier to journal. <laughs> I feel like a epileptic. It's kind of kind of explaining. Uh, Nathan, a big part of his treatment, not the only part, but a big part of it is he puts on this vest that fits over his clothing. And in the inside of it, it fills with air. And it... Um, it shakes, so it yeah. causes different fr- frequencies of compression in different parts of his lungs yeah. throughout the entire thing. So he just just like if you were um, just have someone go like paddle your back, or shake say, you, and like try lightly to talk. shake your shoulders. Yeah, just and that, that that's how it is. I mean, yeah. um, so whenever he reads, it's like the whole, he's shaking the whole time trying to read. So like little mm-hmm. Bible words aren't. So so one of the one of the things during this devotional time it was like a three month period um, that we were in in this ministry traveling ministry um, and for that three months so we had this devotional time that we were supposed to read the Bible and pray and I remember very vividly God said I don't want you to read your Bible I want you to listen to me and I'm like 
it, it was still when I'm learning to hear his voice, mm-hmm. right? Like early on. And, and, but there was something about, uh, I'll say, I had that thought, okay? I, I shouldn't read the Bible. I should just sit here is essentially what the thought was. Um, and I remember I was like for the first 10 minutes, so bored. I was just like, this is pointless. I can at least get a Bible verse out. Like I can at least get something out of a Bible verse if I read it. Well, it was like within, it, it was like within that time, like 15 minutes of, after 15 minutes of boredom, I remember just looking down at my coffee cup at the time. And I dealt with some identity stuff. I'd, I'd been dealing with some of my past and sins that I'd been, that I'd done in, in my, just things that I'd been involved right. with, right? Identity stuff and, and behavioral stuff. And I remember after like 15 minutes of sheer boredom looking down at my coffee cup, and my coffee cup had a, a crack in it, but the, it, it had been epoxied. It had been fixed. And immediately God said, it doesn't matter the things that you feel like have shattered your life. I'm still able to use you. And like the rest of my therapy, just like I was crying. And I've never heard that story. Yeah, it was like it, it was one of the most revolutionary devotional times that I've had because it was so specific and it, it was one of the first moments I remember very specifically God speaking to Nathan, right. not out of a Bible, not out of a verse, not out of a sermon. It was like me and him were sitting there and it was a stupid coffee cup, right? Like, and so that's, that's what I mean is you have to, I think, be intentional. Number one, believing when you ask God a question, believing the first picture, word, or memory that comes to your mind is your heavenly dad speaking to you and then go down that bunny rabbit trail trusting and I, and I he is a god who always honors faith mm-hmm. right so let's say let's say i made a mistake that day and i should have read the bible but i had this crazy thought that i i'm not going to read my bible god is still faithful and he still honored my desire to hear him my right. desire to be with him and he still honored that. Well, in that, I mean, that mentality that God wants to speak to me. Right. That is something that is so important <clears throat> that we, you know, I, the ramifications of that, that I'm not sitting down to be with the Lord just for him to tell me what I'm doing wrong or what I right. should do right, but because he wants to spend time with me. Yeah. You know, that that just is, wow, it's an incredible thing when you yeah. really wrap your mind around it, right? And um, Well, that... it's how if you go into your devotions with the mindset of, I believe the living God wants to speak to me, you can get things out of crazy books like Habakkuk. You yeah, can get so true. Micah, it's so those true. minor prophets, right? Something I was going to say about not understanding a certain passage in Scripture, um, because this is... Um, something the Lord taught me is mm. when I was younger, I remember reading different parables and they, they, I mean, it was little, I was like, I don't know, 10 mm-hmm. and I didn't get it. And I remember praying over different ones. I mean, God, God, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make any sense to me. And part of it was because, um, 
I didn't have any life experience, mm-hmm. you know, and so it just didn't make sense. Sure. Yeah. And so I'd say, Lord, can you help me understand this? I don't get it. And I would just trust that he was going to, when it was time, he'd tell me. And I remember through the years, he would give me different revelation on him and I'd start mm-hmm. to get him and I'd just stop and I'd say, thank you. But I think just, I did, I did believe the Lord would tell me. It mm-hmm. frustrated me to all get out that I didn't get it, <laughs> but right. that, um, knowing that he wanted to talk to me about it. There was just, so I was missing something, yeah. right? And I think that is something that always has been a guiding light for me with, with scripture is that God, God's character is good. He's mm-hmm. a good father. And so I am reading the word within that, within that lens that he's yeah. good. And also that he wants me to understand. He wants me to understand. Yeah. And so if I'm not, there, there must be a reason and I can, I can trust him with that. Yeah. And, um, so even, even now I'll come across something and be like, you know, I, I don't get that. Can you help me understand that? And sometimes I'll pursue it further. Sometimes I'll just leave it, you know, or it'll come later. But I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Just like right. you are talking about expecting the Holy Spirit to answer. I think that's very specific how you, you, you ask the Lord a question, you wait for him to answer you and he will give you an answer to yeah. a question. But I think also we can apply that to different passages in scripture Absolutely. that might be confusing yeah. or might, you might not get right away. Yeah. And the Lord can give you truth about that. And yeah, there are, I'm not getting into how the um, mechanics, right. I guess, of studying this out. It's basically for people that are reading in their daily walk and they yeah. come through a passage and they know they're not going to have time to really break it down, to splice the verbs, do all that. And they're like, I don't get this, yeah. but I know you're good. Yeah. So can you help me? Can you help me understand this? And God will, because he wants us to understand him. He wants us to know him. And right. um, I, I keep thinking about, you know, that passage that it says, so, so now we see through a mirror or in a mirror darkly, yeah. right? But then we'll know was it will be looking like it will be looking like face to face. It'll yeah. be clear. Yeah. And there's so many things that are like through a mirror darkly. And that could depend on your age. It could depend on your length of your walk with the Lord. It could depend on your experiences in life right. because our lenses have gotten all dirty and messed up. And the Lord needs to clear them off before we're able to yeah. see beauty or truth in certain areas. And so, but I think like you're saying that faith or bringing that faith into scripture and saying, God, you are good. You want me to hear from you. You right. desire to spend time with me. You desire for me to know truth. And so I'm going to trust you. You're yeah. going to reveal it to me. And and he will, he's faithful right. in that. It, it can be a bit unclear sometimes. It doesn't always have to be <laughs> so, um, in the moment, black right, and white. Right. You know what I mean by yeah. that? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think one of the... <laughs> if you sit down to open your Bible and you're not intentionally inviting the Holy Spirit into that divine moment, what ultimately happens, is, that's how the Pharisees read the law. Mm-hmm. That's how the... That's how the the religious leaders, the the legalistic people in the New Testament read scripture, is they 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 searched it out to find the do's and don'ts, the 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 law. What am I supposed to do? What am I not supposed to do? And the New Testament is 
very clear that it's not black and white. Uh, that one, what might be a, a lack of trust for one person is deeply trusting for another. And the analogy of food is often right, used. Yeah. And that has been one of the most incredible lessons that I've learned is if I'm sitting down to read my Bible as um, to find not to discover what God has to say for, to me, but to to um, settle a matter, like like uh, to prove that you're right, prove or or maybe not. Like if I like to find something where it's like uh, that black and white side of me. I'm very mm-hmm. I, I tend to be very black and white, and so to prove either one way or another what is Are right you? and what is wrong, right? Oh, not anymore. I'm very gray now. <laughs> but depends on the issue. <laughs> yeah, but it's like. It's it's that it, if you're not intentionally inviting the Holy Spirit to speak truth, to encourage, to comfort, to exhort in that divine moment, you're you're setting yourself up to be a Pharisee. And I don't even mean t- like you're judging other people. What I mean is in your own mind, you're going to view things that you do or think or say as... Uh, maybe just trying to always level up, like oh, I gotta do better, I gotta try harder, I gotta be better, I gotta work harder, right? And, and then you're gonna expect that out of other people. And I think um, I know it's so funny. You see Jesus constantly telling the Pharisees who had memorized the entire Old Testament, "Haven't you ever read the story about this?" <laughs> Such an insult to a Bible scholar. <laughs> Have you ever studied this passage out? You know, and well, it's. I mean, he, they missed it. No, that's you what know, I mean, but I know. Yeah. But it's like that that yeah. communication of you, you haven't studied it because right. you missed it. Right. I, I always think about that. Um, the concept of um, man wasn't made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath for the man. Yeah. And that is such an easy switch we can do with so many things yeah. with the scripture. Is that the Lord has given us things to delight in and to. Yeah delight in him in and we take them and we turn them into religion and they yeah. become bondage for us instead right. of delight. And um, it's so funny, I just talked with uh Daniel about this, how how Christianity it's like almost it's almost second nature to us. We've created such a habit globally of doing better and trying harder that Christianity's the only um I'm gonna use the term religion loosely here, but is the only religion that requires nothing out of you. And yet, even as Christians, what do we, tr- what do, we do? We got to do better and try harder. We got to find out where I'm we messing up. Add that, yeah. yeah, and we always try to go back to works and doing and effort and, right, like rules. Well, and, and I guess that reminds me, so Ari does this thing with schoolwork where she... <laughs> will sit down for her math lesson and she won't want to watch the math lesson because it's boring. And then she'll go to the problem and can't do it. And so she'll just get so mad at herself because she can't do it and she doesn't know how and she thinks she should know how and she's 
feels so embarrassed and she's so mm. angry at herself and she's then she becomes angry at me because she thinks I'm disappointed in her and it becomes <laughs> this huge breakdown. Right. And I'll, I'll come to her and I'll just like hold her head and I'll be like, you are being ridiculous. How are you supposed to know something you haven't been taught? Right. How are you supposed to figure out this problem when you haven't listened to the lesson, when you haven't been given the truth about it, how are you supposed to know that? Right. You're, you, this is insane, Ariana. The, all of this. Nobody's mad at you. You're not supposed to know this yet. Right. And I guess that, that concept of, like, us getting so mad at ourselves when we're not doing things perfectly or right. acting perfectly or performing in this perfect way or we don't know everything we should know. And the Lord's like, I didn't eat, I didn't even ask you to do that <laughs> right <laughs> all i wanted you to do was listen to me right and do what i tell you to do like that's yep. that's all what i i want from you and does is that analogy holding water do you know what i'm saying yeah that, I, yeah you know? I, yeah and it, <laughs> it's funny because there's a spectrum a spectrum of people who are like task oriented are probably going to be like well yeah we just want to get to the task how come? You well, know? and even that concept, do what I tell you to do. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes God might tell you to, the thing he tells you to do is trust him. So mm -hmm. the task oriented people are like, that doesn't really help. Or, or <laughs> worse, hey, here's what I want you to do today. I want you to rest. <laughs> what? Well, I, I don't do? even think that's worse. I think trust. <laughs> trust. I want you to trust. No, no, no. Rest. Like for the type A go get them. Well, no, and I know what you're saying, but. <laughs> Yeah, but that it's it's like that's yeah. the that is the key. Sometimes, like yeah. I've, I'm very very specific place right now where I know that what we're supposed to do, quotation marks, is trust, <laughs> and it's like that's actually not getting anything done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's actually the, that's not the, solving anything. Right. That's the the bad part of you. That's like, <laughs> uh, but actually, I, <laughs> right. You know, right. I want to do something. Um, right. All right. Yeah, I think we're done. I feel like we're done. I always feel it's like we're hour. done at a certain point. And it, and you it... nailed it. You nailed it. Wow. Yeah. Um, guys, I we have a ton of resources on our we do and on our website, and I would I would even more than that our our bookshelf that we have. Right, and I don't. I'm yeah. not actually. I don't know what's on there either. So I would, Nathan knows what's on there. Well, perusing it. If you're if you're a person, it's funny because I have that on Do there as well. Do you have that on I there? I have that Bible Okay, that's what there. I wanted to make sure yeah. I brought up. It's called the Gospel Trans Transformation Bible. Yep, it's the ESV. Yeah, and um, this Bible I really, really love because the commentary makes sure it weaves in the gospel, the... Yeah. Um, Christ throughout all of scripture. Mm -hmm. And so that, I honestly, I feel like is a really good Bible. Fantastic. Um, and then the other one you and I have been geeking out on lately is just for funsies is passion. Yep. There's only the New Testament, but yeah. that's been really fun. You can for find us. Old Testament books online. but Yeah, yeah. but we, we love just reading yeah. passages in there and talking about them. That's been kind of our I little thing love, lately. I love new Bible translations because it brings a freshness to the word um, that's that often, if you're if you read one translation any amount of time, it can become stagnant, um, just because you know what's what's coming, right. <laughs> you know what to expect. And so I, man, I advocate for finding a translation you're unfamiliar with, and rereading scripture. And honestly, talk about a Bible study. That's 
one so we had a Greek uh, one of my good friends is a Greek scholar and he's like he knows Greek and Hebrew and his biggest advice more than studying out the Greek his biggest advice is find six you know five six translations all the way from paraphrase to word for word and just read whatever you're studying in those six translations and his point is you have scholars who have studied these words out more have, qualified than you <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly right. people have studied these words out and have used specific words for a reason he goes then the next best thing you can do is buy a thesaurus thesaurus or dictionary no a thesaurus okay and, and he said if you're struggling with a word Look it up in the thesaurus to find out what are other words surrounding that word. Mm. And he goes, those are the two. He goes, more than studying Greek, more than learning a lexicon, more than whatever it is, get multiple translations from paraphrase to word for word and get a thesaurus. He's like, it'll revolutionize your Bible time. Now you can continue to get dig, right? You continue to, to do deep dives into these things. But he goes, if you just want a basic method, Multiple translations, thesaurus. And so I that I, I highly respect right. from a guy who's literally written his own languages and brilliant I guy. I know, it's really good advice. Yeah. It's really good advice. Um, so, yeah, on our bookshelf, we'll put, well, yeah, I'll continue to add books and resources that we recommend, especially for Bible study. Um, Do you yeah. want to pray over people's yeah, absolutely. time with the Lord and kind yeah. of that, that, just that, what we've been talking about, the approach and our heart attitude. Like, yeah. Do you want to pray a blessing over that? Yeah. Heavenly Dad, we thank you that first and foremost, you desire relationship with us. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is the entire reason we were created is to be in relationship with you. That is, that is how we are designed. That is how we are sustained is by walking and trusting, uh, walking with you and trusting you. Holy Spirit, uh, I ask that um, people like me who find it very difficult to read, that you would do a supernatural work. Thank you. That Jesus. as they open their Bible, maybe sometimes for the, for the first time in years or even it, just for the first time, God, that your revelation and love would be poured out on them and that they would be able to be to read clearly um i i ask holy spirit that you would convince people that your word and spending time with you is the most important thing in their day not checking the news not checking social media but that you in spending time with you is the most important thing they can do. Um, Jesus, you reveal in the Gospels what it looks like to have a messy, perfectly imperfect relationship with your heavenly dad. And I pray as we, as we look at your life, as we trust you, as you are our friend and we have your mind, that you would help us bring clarity to the things that are being written about. Jesus, you were in the Old Testament and you're in the New Testament. And I ask that you would bring clarity like the Bible study you did with the followers after your resurrection. I pray that there would be a, an overwhelming sense and desire to search out the Old Testament. 
I, I, I pray that you would challenge us with that, that you are in both and there is a fruit and a fullness as we open these, these old books, as we open these old letters, that your spirit is moving. And I ask that you would remind us <laughs> to invite you into this moment, to invite you in those, those times of sitting down and spending time with you. Thank you for the blessing of all of these resources that we have, both free or things that we have to purchase. But thank you for making an abundance of resources for us. Direct, lead, and guide us. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye. 